Welcome everybody. It's another edition of the Sports Hall. I was jamming out so hard I forgot to introduce the show. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. I was like, it's a fucking lost, banger. I watched I just that get, too, and I was like, it's a good song. It really is. It's a great yeah. song. Uh found it online. Paid 30 bucks for it. And now it's ours. It's <laughs> worth every penny. It really was. You know, it's great, great investment. Uh, gentlemen, what's, what's going, going on? on? I didn't even introduce you guys. I'm Luke. With me as always, XFL Jim and Maddie Goldberg. Gentlemen, what the fuck is up? This is the best time of fucking year. I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I love this sort of time change. I get it's dark I at, two weeks ago. It gets dark right when I, I come like home. a little baseball. So no. I like it when baseball, hockey, basketball, and football are still going. Um, I, Maddie, I'll yeah. have you know, the KBO, the Korean yeah. Baseball League, is oh, still going yeah. strong. There is baseball to bet. And there are a couple major leaguers playing in that league. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's playing? I'm not sure, but I saw it the other day. It was like so-and-so got a pitched well or hit a home run or something and i'm like wow. it's actually it's actually i think it's the their version of the world series is happening right now because we have it's the Doosan bears versus the samsung i don't know what samsung's team name is but they played today at 3 30 a.m my time tomorrow and uh friday are these games televised or not uh you can probably find streams of them somehow but i have no luck i I just I can't. You guys I watch any? Uh, do you got watch any Korean cinema? I do. No. I watch a shitload. I you watch. A shitload. I've been I've been on a little streak lately, and it's fucking good. It's, dude, it's fucking like, good. It's awesome. Is this the Squid Games everybody's talking about? No, I mean like Squid well, Games. Beyond like, that, yeah. I got sucked in like years ago with a uh, old boy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Old boy is. Is that that's Korean? That's I didn't Korean. I didn't realize that was Korean it's for Korean. some reason. I thought that was Hong Kong. Um, uh, no, I just watched this one called The Wailing. I that one's good. That was like a great horror flick. Uh, the Handmaiden one... is one of my favorite movies. I know yeah. they make incredible horror movies. Like we steal the the horror movies from Japan and Korea. Yeah, they they make a lot of like their horror is quite brutal too. Yeah, yeah. you know they will stab a face no problem it's pretty, like the uh, ring i respect the ring it comes from there yeah the ring is uh japanese there was a like late 90s japanese was all like the shock horror shit that was fantastic and uh yep. but korean cinema across the board's been just great for a long time now so if you move beyond sports and, and venture into film korean barbecue yeah Korean barbecue. Oh, God well. damn it! I miss it I so much. Korean. And when I was a little kid, I don't mean to brag. I took Tang Sudo, which is a Korean form of martial arts. Also, I, soju. Soju is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. I don't mean to brag. Yellow belt, brown tip here. Is that a sex thing? No, they got a yellow <laughs> belt with a brown tip. You, they used to put a tip before you get the. Every three months, you before you could get a belt, you'd have to get a tip. That sounds like that sounds like sounds like you're doing some anal stuff there, Matty. No, it's called a scam. <laughs> it's called it when I was a kid that this this shithead from Florida moved to New York and opened the karate school in my town. And that would say the master was coming. And then he would just have some random Asian guy show up and pretend to be the master. 
Oh, that is awesome. That's fucking great. But did you get super excited when the master came? Oh, of course, man. Did you bring him gifts and things? This still totally sounds like a sex thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Was part of the grooming process. Yeah. I had uh, I took uh, karate lessons from a guy named Prince uh, that had a jerry curl, and he would bark at you. It was really awesome. And I taught myself because uh, I learned from this one guy in my high school who would just spend his entire summer kicking yeah. a tree over and over again in the same spot. Really, man? Yeah. So he just he endurance his shins to just withhold withstand any pressure. So I was like, you know what? He- I'm gonna fight a tree. Can we Does get this guy on the show? I, I need to see I, where he's at these days. I it was not a friend of mine. I just knew about him. He was one of those guys that was kind of on the outskirts of the high school. Yeah. But since I'm in a, I went to a small school, so you know everybody. Right. Sure. Well, if you can track him down, I'd love to see what he's, he's probably kick, kicking in jail. these days. He's, he's probably in jail. I don't know. That sounds like an uh, up, upstanding uh, citizen thing to do is to just butcher a tree with your leg. Uh, but what do I know? So Jim, you had a big weekend. Tell us about your weekend. Oh boy. I went down to Lincoln. I did not go to the Ohio state Nebraska game. I did watch it. Um, what I thought would happen, happened. Nebraska covered like they do against these. If you, if you see a Nebraska team and they're like dogs of more than like eight or nine points, give it, give them to me every fucking week. Can I, uh, can, Adrian Martinez, real quick, go for it. I want to just say Scott Frost is like the Kirk Cousins of coaches. Scott, yeah, yeah, that's like true. he's like the Nebraska is good enough. He's coming back. He's coming back another like year. They're, they're like yeah, they did a Harbaugh they played Ohio State I'm, really tough. Honestly, I'm okay with it because his buyout right. was fucking insane. Um, yeah, and but don't he, you feel he like, fired like his entire offensive staff? Right. Don't you feel like they're like he's good enough to stay around, but like. No, like, well, I don't. Because Ohio guess what? Guess fucking what? Scott Frost is a head coach here. Okay, yeah. sorry. When you think bad Nebraska coaches of the past, whatever, two decades, yeah. Bill Callahan usually comes to the front of everyone's mind. Yeah. Bill Callahan's worst season was five and seven. Oh, yeah. wow. Scott Frost's best season, five and seven. Well, my point he, that's is probably what he'll end up with. I'm not saying yeah, I like yeah. him. I'm just saying he keeps like, like it's, Kirk Cousins can fool you because. Uh, he, he has a terrible game against Dallas, and everybody's like, he sucks. And then he goes to Baltimore, and they lose, but he played really good. And then you're kind of fooled. So His seat is on fire for next year. His contract was restructured, which I'm yeah. okay with that. I'm, he fired, like, the only person that – the only original Scott Frost uh, offensive assistant coach is the yeah. tight ends coach. All right, here's another tough question. Who would you rather have, Sarkeesian – or Scott Frost. Scott Frost. I would even say Scott. But with Frost. Sarkeesian comes Jeff Banks. Yeah. And Pole Assassin. I do love yeah, Pole Luke, Assassin. Luke, Luke's I, got a point there. If I can, if they could bring Pole Assassin to Lincoln, yeah. Because guess what else I did? I went to a fucking strip club in Lincoln, Nebraska. How I recommend. That? It's fun. Like if you go, to, it's it's a big city, so it's always a good time. I got high with a stripper. That did was awesome. Crypto? Did they have crypto there? They did not. It was cash only. Yeah. They're not very forward thinking, but I did. No. They did. They did it. The I got a private dance, and she did accept the payment of a potential payment of I put a bet in her name on Hawaii to win That's against hysterical. San Diego State, um, and I gave her my phone number. It's like, hey, just call. I'll call you if Hawaii wins. When you uh, when you talk to a stripper, do you like say like I'm XFL champ? And I'm I should have. In hindsight, I should have. I was very drunk, and then like, also not to brag. 
I was very that, drunk and then yeah. also very high because after the dance, we went out to the back and smoked some weed. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, you probably think you're just grinding on some rando lumberjack, but if you knew who I really was, yeah, you'd be like grinding harder. Not, not yeah. to brag, but I am the XFL expert on Twitter. Speaking of which, there's some XFL news in the in the fucking internet sphere too. But yeah, it was an awesome time. I, Lincoln's a great fucking town. If you're ever coming to Nebraska for a game, Lincoln is fucking. You know, awesome. my as it's funny. I live right next door to my brother-in-law, and he does industrial videos. That's his job. So he goes everywhere. He was just in Lincoln, and he was telling me he's like, all it is is just orange and white. It is like football. Oh yeah, it's just so it's they must be just orange. It's, it's orange. Red. It was it's, Texas it's, there. It's, it's red and white. And red, my bad. If you're like, it's like in, the orange, it's a form if, of orange. If you're in the downtown area, it's all just like good bars and some decent restaurants. It's it's a good fucking time. I love Lincoln. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so what, how did you result end the night? Did you just keep going or did you? No, so uh, eventually I went to uh, a bar that my little brother used to work at, got a couple of nice free drinks there. And then I went to a sandwich place while I was waiting for one of my friends to come pick me up. And I fell asleep at the sandwich place for a little bit because I was very tired <laughs> and I got asked to leave. And then my friend came and picked me up. <laughs> Fell asleep What's at a your sandwich place? Like? Is your yeah. little brother a, a gambling degenerate like yourself? He's a little bit. I don't know if he's as much of a DJ. He's definitely not as much of a DJ as me. Yeah. He just he love he's a sucker for uh, parlays. He he's That's a so he, he's a sucker for big numbers. Parlays are fun. He's also a sucker for like online casino slots. So he's he's taken away. That is addictive. He, he has that stepped away. Horrible. He has stepped I, away I from a, online gambling. About a few years ago, I had a little problem with online craps, and I got myself out of that never again. As a matter of fact, I'm such a degenerate. I've called Bet Online and Bavada, and I've had them disable my casino. Yeah, I don't do. I had a problem with like online blackjack, and I just stopped. I Luke, I, I, Luke is looking at me like I'm no, because I no what you 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 were a Karen to one of these fuckers. I remember because you thought they were being dishonest when oh, you were no, playing no, no. With Bavada, When I would get bad beats, I would be like, I call and be like, it's fucking rigged. Who call? I didn't even know they had phone numbers. And you're oh, they definitely do. I've called them before to too. Speak to a Dude, manager. They, they, I've, they I've called them before. My calls many a times, and they're like, every time we assure you, there's the the software is totally honest. It's totally random. Oh fucking shit! Go through my fucking hands. Go through my fucking hands right now. Oh my Go god! You're telling me that Aces doesn't hold three times in a row? I'm actually, uh, I'm proud of myself for not blacking out. I'm going to stick by that. I had, oh, that's I had a, good. I had a puking rally, but no blackout. Uh, did, did you puke? cry at all during the night? No, I uh, I got close when the when when I was getting high with the stripper. I got close. I think a Where single tear. Where did you watch the game? What bar did you watch the game? I didn't watch the game. Uh, so I watched, watched the game. No, I didn't. No, I didn't watch the game at a bar. I was at a tailgate for most of the game watching it. Yeah. Um, one of my friends, he um. They have like a connection where it's right next to the like local papers parking lot. They sure. had a fucking sick setup with tents nice. and then they had an indoor building with like a buffet line. That awesome. was awesome. Got nice and lit God, up there. So fun. Start the morning. That and, sounds uh, amazing. That was great. And then yep. I watched the second half. I was at uh Barry's. Barry's is a classic. If anyone has been to Lincoln, it's a it's a well-known bar. It's great. It's right there on the corner uh, in the hay markets. It's beautiful. It's a 
packed bar. It's awesome. And uh, I watched the rest of the game there. And then I watched a couple other games in a just bar hopping downtown. Oh, I caught so some much other fun. Games. It so was awesome. fun. I'm going to be back I, again I for the uh, Iowa weekend. game. Envy you this weekend. I'm going Maddie, back again what, for the Iowa game. Maddie, what did you do this weekend? Well, I bet three college games and I went 0-3. And that then sucks. the NFL. Yeah, I bet the over on the Ohio State and Nebraska. I bet Wake money line, and that was like, I'm like, well, at least I'm going to win that one. And that was like just a heartbreaker. Just like you just see the wheels coming off. And then I bet, uh, gosh, what's the other game I bet that I lost? Whatever it was, I wasn't close. But the Wake, Wake is kind of like, I know you're into Wake and they're, they're a fun team. It was the really exact, that Wake North Carolina game was the same exact game as last same year. game as last year. It's fucking yeah, it was, crazy. They were up by 18 in the third quarter. Hey, positive for Wake, though. Positive for Wake. This was not a conference game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was not so they're still they're still all like, right. All right, we, we'll dig we'll dig yeah. into this later on during yeah. the college oh, football yeah. segment. And then I, Daddy, I thought you'd be out getting pussy all weekend. What's going on? Uh, no, sir. But I speaking we, of a we, we were talking about the movie <laughs> Phantasm. So I, I said I would tell the story. It's not really about sports, but we were talking about Phantasm. That was an underrated horror movie. And I said I got caught whacking off to it. I don't know if I got caught whacking off to it, who, but I was. Who caught you? Well, about six girls. Wait, six? Yeah, what happened was I was speaking of buffets. Yes. Yeah. I was about, I, I think I was like in the eighth or ninth grade, maybe 14 or 15. And my ex best friend, I know that sounds weird because we had a falling out, or we, 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 we made up, but. He was like cool and I kind of wasn't, but we were neighbors and he had a pool party and he was like the most popular guy. So every girl in my grade came, we had a swimming party and then uh, we swam and they didn't really, they kind of ignored me, which sucked. And then uh, we went up to the dude's uh, living room and he's like, Hey, you want to watch Phantasm too? So they started watching it on VHS. It was about probably over 30 years ago and you know the movie was a little weird and all these girls were still in their bathing suits and i was getting a little bored so i just started playing with my pecker a little and one of the girls noticed they had a heart on and they all screamed and ran out of the room uh i don't blame them uh yeah i was Ma bored. maddie ck everyone yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna give me so, Maddie, I have almost not quite that much of a story, but my first boner came from uh, Freddy versus Jason. So there you exactly. go. You remember the, your the first boner? You don't? I told, I told all my boys ago. in college that story. So all my boys in college used to love the Phantasm too. So anytime I was at a party and I was talking to a girl, they would just cock block me and go, Phantasm 2, tell her about Phantasm 2. Oh, dude, we had that with one of my friends. We call him the butcher. Exactly. We just tell that story every time. There's oddly enough, oddly enough, Phantasm Two very hard to find. It rarely streams. I rewatched Phantasm One, fantastic movie. That director did another yeah. movie called uh, Bubba Hotep, which is awesome. Love Bubba Hotep. Rewatched that recently. Phantasm Two is just one of those movies that never streams. Well, they like, found this really tall, creepy guy that was like the graveyard. The graveyard. That's Angus scrim or something. very scary looking big it's, scottish it's guys it doesn't go down in the history of like friday 13th halloween 
Nightmare on Elm Street, but it was right up there. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's especially the first one. It kind of plays like a fantasy movie too. It's yeah. the the music and it. it's just phenomenal. Well, it's like it's really, is it the music's dream? fucking awesome. The, is it a dream? Is it not? Blah, right, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so basically watched a lot of football and you know well hold on what was the fallout from your uh boner you know back then it was like nobody really talked about it they everybody ran like ants out of the room like scurried and then like everything was fine you know and i'm like i don't know i i nobody i, I never got a nickname from it in school i had worse nicknames than that so that reminds me just, of uh this time and like I think I was in fucking third grade and like one of the dudes who had been held back yeah uh, we were all sitting in the back of the class and he was a he was a prankster but he was he just he was wearing sweatpants and had a full erection oh, and one of the, one of the girls goes hey Mr. Hosko Tommy's got a pencil in his pants and the teacher just sort of didn't know what to do, but just yeah. plowed ahead. It didn't it just didn't acknowledge that, it. That's kind of going. The, I think that's the best. Tommy, but the funny thing was, is he's just laughing. He's like, ah, no, no, I don't. <laughs> Look, I, I clearly took out my penis during Sesame Street in kindergarten. Like, I didn't know better. I just was like, whatever. Well, you you preemptively knew that Big Bird would be uh, getting the vaccine and you were thrilled about that. So, uh, yeah. you know. Um, all right. What what happened in the NFL this weekend, Maddie? Uh, nothing. No news. No news. No, no, no nothing. News slow, slow news week for the NFL. You know, well, as, soon, as soon as we did our podcast, the yeah. college football rankings were crazy, but we'll get to that later. But then the Aaron Rodgers thing happened. Hold on. And the right. other Raiders. The other right. Raiders thing happened too. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. Great. yeah, we the got Raiders that on the rundown. Uh, so yeah. we got that, and we got OBJ. So. No, we did, we we handled uh, rugs last week. No, no, there no, was another. No, the other guy. There was oh, another. the oh, that's right. The other, yeah, the other sorry, Raiders I forgot. Uh, what's that guy's? That oh, was Arnett. one of the Arnett. weirdest I don't have videos I, where I ever need. saw. But I, I, I and, and yes, he should be cut, and it's wrong. But I'm sure there was a lot of athletes that were like that gave the fantasy that they've always wanted, you know? Like, you don't think, like, Andy Dalton, after a shitty game, when all Twitter's like, you suck, has some fantasy of having, like, a gun and just, oh, like... Was that, at- was that who he was threatening, just some rando on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, random, a random troll fan was like, you suck, blah, blah, blah. And he was basically like, look at my gun, I will fucking kill you. He was like, I pull up, like- pull up, here's my address, I got this. Yeah, no, that's I. I like that. I think that's By the way, cool. Vegas, the Raiders, like what a what a scene! It's like they moved to Vegas, and the the city is going to be happy. So a guy recklessly killed a, a a a citizen there, and now you got this. I mean, what a mess! And then they're John embracing Green. the Las Vegas. But they're, they're playing great. They're playing great. I think well, I they, think the emotions finally caught up week. to him. The emotions finally caught up to him this week. What do you think about this guy, Jim? Do you think he deserves a promotion or has he been cut? I mean, a promotion. We promotion. like the way you handled that. Yeah. Uh, we're moving you to. We really think you're a go-getter. You, yeah. you really speak it like it is. Actually, we're going to promote you to head coach. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think he should have been cut right away? I mean, it's pretty wild. I mean, it doesn't really hurt them to cut him. 
the only thing, like this hurts the team just based on like an emotional thing. Like, yeah, there's a lot of turmoil in that locker room. It seems like, oh boy, and uh, it hurts in that regard. But I don't think like cut it. You don't really lose anything from cutting him, so it, no. it's a fine choice. What if they just? What if this was again? What if this rallying around you know having to persevere through the turmoil is going? to – I mean, they've been playing great since uh, except Gruden was week. gone. Well. All right, this week, but I think I think eventually, like, but now they got a new scandal here, so maybe they'll play great well, this we coming was- week. You know, like, and what if yeah. what if like uh, you they know, might rally, they might Carr just starts orchestrating yeah. uh, turmoil in the clubhouse to bring think, the team together to I a Super that, Bowl victory. I think that the turmoil has been helping, but Derek Carr's haircut recently has been hurting, so he just needs to like oh, shave his head or something. I, I want to defend Derek Carr too. Cause a lot of people are like, why the hell would he say that about Henry Ruggs about, you know, like I'm going to love him. And if nobody else will, I'm going to defend Derek Carr there because uh, I have a good friend of the family, a very lovely gay man who basically goes to death row. He's a priest and he talks to people on death row and he forgives them. And there's, I'm, I'm not a religious person. But I do not, you know, I don't, I don't like look down on people that are religious. It, it, whatever floats you, your boat. Wait, he's like a priest. He's like a priest or something well, too. Well, Carr's very, he's he's very religious. So no, but like, who's this I, guy? Like randomly forgiving people. Yeah, he became uh, a priest. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I, I yeah, would... yeah. He he was a friend of my sister's. He was in like the theater world, and then he decided to become a priest, and he basically goes to death row. And he talks to prisoners on death row and a lot of them are, you know, they want to repent and whatnot, or just, they feel remorseful about what they've done. And he's like, it's not like he's saying like, you're a good person, but he's like, I forgive you, you know, like I, somebody needs to forgive you. And that's all Derek Carr was doing. It's not like Derek Carr is like, hopefully you'll be back next week. He's saying as a Christian, I forgive you and I want to forgive you and I will love you. And, it's not like he's condoning what he's doing. It's no. just a religious thing. That's yeah. But people, uh, of course, get stupid. the mess. They're like, how could he say that about a guy who murdered? Like, obviously, Derek knows that he did something horrible. But as part of your religion, it's okay to forgive, you know? Yeah, just forgiveness is uh, not to the strong point of this country right now. So. <laughs> no. We'll see. All right. Uh, what's I going? just wanted to get that off my chest. All right. I don't all right. I apologize. Uh, I know is it off not your really chest? Sports. Is it, are you okay? Yeah. Now? But we can right. move on to 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 a Rod, Aaron Rodgers. A- Hold on. I uh, yeah. I made a, an Aaron Rodgers intro song. You guys want to hear it? Fuck yeah! All sure. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Aaron Rodgers in your mind, shoving crystals up his ass. Aaron Rodgers, he's best friends with Kyle Rittenhouse. That last part might not be true. I just heard that. Uh, Allegedly. We'll say allegedly. Allegedly. It's kind of funny. He was friends with Miles Teller, so that's who they went to Vegas, or they went to Hawaii with. And Miles Teller uh, got kicked off a movie because he wouldn't get uh, vaccinated, too. So I guess they stick together. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you see his wife, right? Shaylee Woodley, she's fucking crazy. See, I didn't know anything about her. I didn't know, you know, I got to look more into her, but uh, 
it's pretty nuts. And she lives uh, in Hollyweird. Come I, on, I'm, man. I'm also going to say Aaron Rodgers. Yes, is the every year he should be the MVP because the Packers without him, like you can be the most hard leftist in the world, and if you're a Packer fan, you you got to be like get him the back the fuck on the field because I don't. I mean, I don't know if Jordan loves the answer and. They're a four-win team without Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's the same. It's the same fucking thing with anything about sports. Winning basically solves everything. You, yeah. you think that's the only? Uh, is there anything Aaron Rodgers can say? Because the problem isn't that he's not vaccinated. Uh, Lamar Jackson and some other notables are not. Yeah, he lied. Um, Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, the only time you seem to get in trouble for this is if you lie or if you're just you make it part of your identity like Cole Beasley. So uh, or also what he did was he tried to get like some like, you know, exempt pass, which is a little weird. You know, it's just like, oh, if you don't want to get vaccinated, just be honest and be like, I don't want to get vaccinated. I mean, every time we see Carson Wentz on the podium talking about one of the shitty interceptions, he's wearing a mask and whether it works or not. It's still protocol. It's still the NFL rules. You got to abide by the rules. So, you know, you'd like to see him just be like, hey, I'm not going to get vaccinated. But I think he understood he had a big fan base. He probably didn't want to lose a lot of people. So he thought he could just like get away with this. And it wasn't meant to be. And his... His woe is me bullshit is just tired at this point. Yeah, he is not a, like he hasn't apologized at all. No, uh, no. for lying, right? His, and his, I think lying is just the main part here. I'm, yeah, I'm just tired of his woe is me bullshit. Like right. I've been I've flip-flopped on him so fucking much this year. Like I was I was not on his side during the offseason. And then I hear a bunch of yep. the stuff about the Packers organization, like leaking stuff to potential reporters. And then I'm like, okay, maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't that bad. I kind of get his beef with Green Bay in the, the front office. And then he does this and he just like, he plays the victim. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I kind of like that though. Cause uh, it's like a, it's a heel turn. It's the greatest heel turn of all time. Yeah. yeah. When he, he, need, said, he needs to go on Joe Rogan now. He needs to go said, on Joe Rogan. When he's oh yeah, that's Joe Rogan. You, know you can't do that. What the fuck is wrong with him? You can't go. I couldn't. You know how many with girls crushes on him that are like just lost. Like he he might as well have been. He just lost it. Like Doctor Rogan. Doctor Rogan. Everybody. I can't oh. tell you how many people who love Darren Rodgers, who as soon as he said that, they're like, okay, the Jordan Love era begins. Right, but I'm the, like you, you ain't gonna say that when you put up seven points against the worst defense oh God, in the NFL. Brutal. Uh, one thing that's funny about sports, though, as opposed to the rest of like when people get canceled, like yeah, like you know when someone's like a comedian, they uh, get canceled or whatever. It's like oh, now their comedy sucks. Yeah, you know, but you can't just go. This guy sucks. No. You're like no, no you this really can't. He's just fucking. You great, realize how like, valuable he is to that team. Yeah, and he knows that, and that's why he is a prima donna in a sense because he realizes, like, yo, you guys are a four to five win team with an average quarterback. Like, no, you're not should, a good team. He should come out wearing like shaman clothing and uh, a boom crystal stick. around his neck. Yeah, crystal around his neck. Um, he go, this is the one I put up my ass for you immunization. Know it's his JO crystal. Yeah, and like a walking punishment. stick. I'll tell you his best punishment is if Odell Beckham signs there, that would be the greatest punishment for the Packers because that will just sink that team so fast. I am a huge Odell Beckham hater. All right, well, they don't need him. 
transition right into this. So yeah, you you are down on OBJ. Uh, I just think Jim, how do you like, feel? I can't imagine yeah. you liking a, a diva receiver. I think it's no. Uh, my biggest take is it's no longer. I don't think it has been uh, a hot take at all that the Browns are way better, way yeah. better without Odell. And Absolutely. like as good as a receiver as I think, he, I still think he's a good receiver. But man, he just seems to be like locker room cancer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't even think he's that good anymore. I think he lost a step. Send him I to the Raiders. Have... Well, they just signed Deshaun Jackson, so Deshaun Jackson kind of fills the Henry Ruggs void, which I don't know what Deshaun Jackson's thinking. You just lost like three games in the standings. Well, wasn't Deshaun the uh, anti-Semite? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was on the Rams, and yeah, uh, they're seven and two. They had a tough loss this week, but like. Gosh, I mean, you have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. I think the Rams will eventually overtake the Cardinals and be the top team in the NFC. Them and the Bucks, I think, are the two best teams. I mean, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, you, you got to give them a chance, but who knows what's – I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, the football season flips so many times of weirdness. Like, I love that. It's been the a field, fucking crazy though, season. Yeah, on the field this weekend was amazing because we had so many teams that were 10-point dogs that won outright. I mean, who saw the Jags beating the Bills? Who saw the Broncos going into Dallas, kicking shit out of the Cowboys? Both those games sucked, too. That's the that's the only bad part. Those games sucked. Well, I, it was good for me because I, I do all these bets that I love. I got 8-1 to one on the lowest-scoring game of the week, or the, of Sunday, was uh, – the Jaguars, Bills. Oh no, that's awesome! But the games, like objectively, were oh, shitty to watch. They, they were just suck. bad games to watch. They did suck. I mean, they were good for me, but for everybody else, they sucked. And uh, you know, I watched Dallas, Denver. That was on TV, but Denver just dominated. They just absolutely dominated them. Dak just looked bad. Well, he's hurt. He he's he he yeah. probably came back too fast. And he's probably got like a month-long injury that he's trying to fit back in. And, and they really tried to beat the Vikings. Like, they went all out for that game, and they just didn't have much left this week. But that injury is obviously bothering him a lot. And Denver getting Judy back. I'm a big Judy fan. I'm a big Javante Williams fan. They got some players. Also, a uh, hot take is Denver better without Von Miller. Well, I'm not going to say that, but I'm not, he's not the same player he once was. So they can like, you know, they can live without him because he's not the guy that won the Super Bowl MVP five years ago. But uh, I don't know. I just know OBJ is, is, is a pain in the ass. <laughs> I'm not going to say that about anybody else. I like Von Miller a lot. I think it'll help the Rams, but again, he's going to, have like more opportunities because when you got Aaron Donald, you got to double him. So that's going to leave Von Miller with a lot of, you know, one-on-one pass rushes. I would imagine Mm -hmm. can't double everybody, but they shit the bed. That was crazy. You're like, okay, the Titans are fucked. They don't have Derrick Henry. And they just went into the LA and just beat the shit out of the Rams. They dad dicked them. Yeah. I'm not sure. uh, You know, it's kind of like, 
McVeigh runs great until he finds a good defensive mind, and then the fucking sh- the gears on his offense just go to a grinding. Halt. I think Matt Stafford has like a couple off games. Like Matt Stafford had two off games, and that kind of hurt him. But I, I think Matt will be fine. Mm-hmm. And I that's all I saw during the game is like he had a couple bad picks, two really bad picks, and then Tennessee kind of got confident and they kind of got rolling and. Their defense is much better than last year, and they're a real contender. I mean, if they had Derrick Henry right now, they'd be the AFC favorite, I would imagine. And, uh, you know, we'll see what AP and Jeremy McNichols can do. Um, Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention uh, Damon Arnett, who got cut by the Raiders, also had crashed four rental cars in one month. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, kind of like that Joe like, Walsh song, you know? Yeah, it's well, it's like good. Right, right. Uh, but you know imagine like you're, you work at Enterprise and you're like, look, we're okay. The f- uh, You've crashed three cars. We can't give you another one. Yeah, but wouldn't they want him? Like, you keep, you know, because they keep getting the insurance money. So they'd be like, keep coming in, buddy. That's like their, their that's their version of Jewish lightning is uh, it's, just, it's just renting Jewish a car to Damon Arnett. It's yeah. like if you tell somebody you bought if, if I'm like like I'm a loser. So if I like if I'm at like South Point Casino and I'm like, hey, I just want three grand at craps, they would be like, congratulations. Keep coming back, buddy. You right. fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't seem like a good business model, but uh, I want so I want the good. next time I get a rental car, I want them to say that to me. I want to be like, you hey, know, uh, come yeah. back, you fucking loser. As a matter of fact, on Camp Kill Yourself, I used to watch those videos embarrassingly. The brand uh was it uh the dude from Jackass that lost his mind, uh the skateboarder. Bam. bam. Yeah, so bam, they they did a sketch where they rented a rental car. And they ran it through like a soccer goal, and they <laughs> they brought it back like absolutely just destroyed, like spray painted. There's no hood. Oh yeah. And then they were like, "We're sorry, man. It was raining out. What do you want from us?" <laughs> I guess that was funny. Uh, no, that's hilarious. Uh, that was uh, yeah. That's that's in one of the movies. I forget. Um. Any anything else from the NFL? Oh, I was in you Jack guys want S1. To talk? That's right. Yeah, yeah, Jack S1. Yeah. All right. Anything from the NFL before we move on to college? Uh, uh, breaking oh, yeah. breaking NFL news. Oh yeah. Oh. Sam Darnold out for several weeks. Well, that's a blessing. Oh yeah. Eagles. Right. And that and that elevates the XFL superstar P. legend. PJ Walker, baby. Here we go. Yeah, the PJ Walker era has begun. We could potentially have three XFL quarterbacks starting on NFL teams: Heineke, Williams, and potentially oh, Heineke, PJ Walker, and then if uh, if Mike Williams isn't healthy for the Jets, then you'd have Josh Johnson. That is amazing. Who says Vince McMahon doesn't love football? I got to say one more thing about the NFL. Last night was the breaking point of taunting. Dumbest uh, rule finally, in sports. Finally, the rule. game was determined by taunting. One of the dumbest calls you'll ever see. A guy makes a big sack, does a little karate kick to the air. Nobody's uh-huh. around him. Looks at the other team's bench and is penalized. And, like, where everybody's celebrating the guy making a great play, now we the other team is rewarded. It was nonsense. 
I don't think anybody on Twitter was. I heard Steelers fans like this is garbage. Like I'm a Steelers fan, but this is terrible. So they they have to do something with this taunting. It's destroying this year. And what they're trying to do on television is they're like, don't blame the refs. It was the owner's decision. The owners wanted this, and the coaches wanted this. Well, fuck they, the owners and fuck the coaches too. Exactly. Yeah, the, the fans need – they have to just stop it. They have to go, okay, we're going to not call taunting. This is ridiculous. We're going to listen to our fans. We're going to listen to our players. I want more taunting. I want incentives for taunting. That's what I, I, I want incentives for taunting so fucking bad. Also, fuck the refs because one of the refs ran into a player and then threw a flag. That was the guy that got caught taunting. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. How did how did he hip check? I only read. Kind he like of he like something. backed into him. He like backed into him with his hip here. Uh-huh. While the guy was just running, he backed into the player. The ref backed into the player and uh-huh. then fucking threw a flag because God was stupid. Oh wow! Okay, it's Tony Corrente, and he should be fired or suspended. He should be killed. He's always, nah, that's, he's, always, that's... <laughs> he's always been a respected ref. That's the thing. So it's uh, it's quite shocking, but that's the last thing on the NFL is like, please, you know, the games are so good. They should never come down to a taunting call. Never, ever do I want to see a game determined on a taunting call. Even if I had a thousand dollars on a game, I'd still rather lose it than win it. Well, maybe not, maybe, maybe not, but I'd still be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I would know it's bad for the game. It's really awful. I would take my dirty money and then scold the refs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim, what, what's going on in college? Uh, so we, we touched on it. Uh, Scott Frost, the leader of moral victories. Uh, <laughs> yes, he, he restructured fired, contract, restructured contract for Scott Frost. Um, that's all I really want to talk about on that front, because <laughs> the, next year, it's always next year with this fucking Nebraska team. Uh Texas Tech already hired a coach. Um, I don't remember. It's like a high school sort of situation. He's bumping up from high school. Uh Uh, Georgia Southern has Clay Helton. That's pretty fucking wild. Um, Uh, He went from like one of the biggest programs to tiny program. Well, Georgia Southern's a good like G5 school. Nah, it's no USC. I'll tell you that. What even is USC now? Right. True. Um, but yeah, it's been like, it was, like speaking of crazy fucking. It was a crazy week in college. You had a bunch of top ten teams drop in college yep. too. Michigan State, Michigan State nothing. loses outright. Wake Forest loses outright. Auburn loses. Like Auburn gets fucking destroyed. What do you think about Cincy playing these really bad teams really close? I think it's it, not a good look. It's it's not a good look for Cincy. They really need to like step it up. There, Cincy this year reminds me a lot of some older like they remind me a lot of Kansas City. Um, where they just like play with these teams, they just play to the level of their opponent because they'll play a good yeah. team, and they'll just like own the good. Like they own Notre Dame, they sure. beat the yep. fuck out of Notre Dame. Yeah, they did. They dominated but them. They just they just play with their food too much, and I don't. I mean, Tulsa's what like four and seven and to, or four and six, and the playing like to be to be drive. fair for this game, this is sort of a revenge game for Tulsa because Tulsa wanted to to beat them last year. Uh, yeah. Tulsa should have played Cincinnati at the end of the year before the uh, AAC championship game, but Cincinnati nixed that um, because they wanted, they knew they were going to get a new year six bowl, but there's no fucking way you can play in, you know, the group of five and, you know, 
play these teams close and no. expect to go to the playoffs. It's, I it's, mean, I don't care how many losses Alabama has. You're still going to pick Alabama over Cincinnati every fucking time. It sucks for Cincinnati. They're going to get a chance to play some good teams because it sucks that SMU lost again to Memphis, but Cincinnati's going to get their chance against an SMU and a Houston team who I think are good teams. Those are good Houston teams. Houston has one loss. Yeah, Houston's they're the, a good they're the team. Most surprising team. Never underestimate Dana Holgers. Yeah, Houston, like they're going to get their chances against those teams. And if they can win convincingly the rest of their way, um, they're def- they're, in my opinion, they should be in. Um, but like, if you're going to penalize Cincinnati for lose for winning close against a bad like Tulsa, like Tulsa's bad, you got to yeah. like look at Alabama almost losing to LSU, who's not a good uh, LSU course, team yeah. this year. Yeah, they they really played down. I mean, it was a according to Clay Travis on Fox Fox uh, pregame show, the Blood Bank game was Alabama by plus thirty. Mister Sports Know It All. Hey, I, I hope he uh, I hope he donates all of his blood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so high, he goes LSU's going to get trampled. But it was a I watched that game. It was a, I was really rooting hard for LSU. Me and Luke were tweeting. I'm like. LSU can pull this off, and they just couldn't get it done. But uh, it was fun to see Alabama on the ropes. That was fun. That was fun. Michigan State losing to per- Purdue does it again. They beat Purdue a top five dom- team. Just dominated. That was the other game. I bet on Michigan State. But I, I realized, like, when a team in the NFL or college, when they have a huge emotional game, you got to expect the letdown. Well, you've yeah. also, Not- like, yeah. Michigan State has been doing this all fucking year where they're, like, they they win these games, but they lose every. They lose the box score. Every, they lost it against Indiana. They they yep. Indiana outgained them a shitload. Nebraska outgained them a shitload. Michigan like dominated them for most of the game. If it wasn't for Kenneth Walker going off, yeah. yeah. But Michigan State does this what? all the time. I the mean, good thing about every time they yeah. beat Michigan, count on them to lose the following. Mm-hmm. They, they the just thing about the Wolverine, not handle prosperity well. They could, if they went out, I think they make it to the playoffs. Who? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Well, state has to lose again, but they got a they got like Penn State and uh, uh, Ohio State. Ohio State. State. So one of those teams will probably beat them. Um, so there's a good chance, but Michigan. Yeah, they have to win out, and that's. Harbaugh in November, that is his Achilles. I will I will say it every single week. This is the year that Michigan beats Ohio State, but still doesn't make the Big Ten championship game. Well, that would mean they would have to lose to Penn State or Maryland. Or Michigan State wins out. Well, it's gonna be tough to play at Penn State this Saturday, but it's a winnable game. Yeah, no, it's it's all very winnable for um Michigan, uh, Michigan going forward. Um, even against OSU, they just don't look good at all. Like they, uh, you know, they run up the score when they're playing um, really talent-deprived teams. But when they play a team that has a they decent played coach, Nebraska, and, they yeah. played Nebraska with a decent defense, and they looked mortal. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you guys not... think of Dan Mullen? He's ah, uh, he's. He's good for this year, but he is going to be on the hot fucking seat. No, he's on the hot seat next year. Yeah, he's uh, he he shut up. They, apparently he doesn't recruit very well too, and he likes he gets very fond of players and well, the one quarterback won't, is won't give up on him. Spencer Rattler type recruit. Yeah, you guys go to the Bible study on Friday with the punter Turk. I did not. Wow, oh. I missed that this one this week. 
literally. I, I, I kind of am excited. We're recording this a little early. I'm excited to see what the playoffs like rankings kind of look yeah. like this week. Who knows? Um, just because there's gonna... so much shakeup. Like, it, I have no clue because I, I thought going into last week, the four that I would think was going to be Georgia, Cincinnati, uh, not Alabama. Uh, who are the other two teams? I thought there? it was going to be Georgia, Cincinnati, oh. Michigan State, and Michigan State, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah Oklahoma. Because guess what? All those teams were yeah. undefeated. Yeah, I thought it just – So it, the, what the playoffs showed me this, this year, and I think what they showed everybody, is they seem to value wins technically more than losses by putting, like, Alabama above undefeated teams. Well, bigger colleges with bigger – Right, uh, you know, yeah, the, bigger you know, TV draws for sure. Yeah. Like, because my question is, like, who is Al? What's Alabama's best win? The, I, I don't tell know. You. I is mean, it who, Florida? Is it is is it is it Ole Miss? I I would say Ole Miss, and that's not saying much because Ole Miss is a good team. They're not a great team. Their best win is Ole Miss. Like, the, I, it's crazy. Yeah. They really. I mean, at LSU, they they that's a game where you're like, okay. You lost one game. You got to prove yourself. They shit the bed. Oregon, as bad as Oregon has looked, these like in the Pac-12 play, they still have, in my opinion, one of the best wins of any team. They the do, but they have one of the worst losses. I watched Stanford play Utah. Stanford is garbage. Yeah, Stanford. I mean, Brian Shaw is probably done after this year. I mean, he just I, no, da- no, he's nah, staying. or he's David Shaw. Forever. He's staying. He's he's, he's there, there for life. Forever. Yeah, he's uh, there for life. They're not – it's like Northwestern with them, like with Pat Fitzgerald. Like, you can have a good team every six years because it's about academics, and he's just like a good role model Shaw. So There's a couple, like, divisions that are still really fun to how I want to see shake up. Like, the Pac-12 South is, like, Utah is in the lead now. The ACC is basically still Pitt, Pitt and Wake Forest. That's fucking fun. Uh, yeah, the Big 12, like – The Big 12, like – TCU just shook up a shitload by beating Baylor. Who's going to be yeah. playing Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship? Now? And now Baylor plays Oklahoma this week. That's going to be a hell of a game. It's fucking nuts. And don't count Oklahoma State out. They can still make the playoffs. Yep. It's it's, a, like it's crazy. It's a fucking nutty year. It's fun because we don't know who's going to be in it. Usually it's like, God, uh, you know, Alabama – no, Ohio they'll put Alabama. They'll, they'll they'll find a way to get Alabama in there. Fucking. But I'm saying it's always like we know it's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. And well, there's a good chance State. Alabama has two losses by the time that, they. Now, fuck yeah. it. I I'm I'm jaded at this point. Like realistically, with two losses, Alabama doesn't get in, and obviously they shouldn't. But in my jaded heart, I'm just like Alabama still gets in with two losses. And I don't I'm, know. I hate it. I'm going to say this. I'm not. I mean, Georgia is the best team. But they have this incredible defense. Their offense is nothing to write home about. So, like, my tiers are like it's Georgia above everyone else, but like number two to like number, I don't know, like 25 almost. I could almost put any team like beating, I could see any of those teams beating almost any of those other teams. I would say two through eight is pretty even, but I would say Georgia's the top team, though. I don't like their offense at all, and if they ever were behind, I don't think Stenson Bennett's the type of quarterback that's going to rally his team. I know, yeah, and they're also wow. still playing like Barrett in there too. They're still like they're still trying to get JT Barrett too, not yeah. uh, JT Daniels. JT Daniels, former USC, great. 
Oh, All right, yeah. we did uh, we did have something cool happen in the NBA last night. Oh, did we? Yeah, oh, yeah. My favorite part of the, the only time I like hearing about the NBA. Right. Uh, so Nikola Jokic leveled Markeith Morris, uh, and that just set off a whole chain of Twitter events. As God, that was uh, awesome. Markeith Morris uh, then you know, basically said it was cheap. And then the Jokic brothers challenged to fight him because then Marcus Morris got involved. And uh, it's funny because Twitter just fully, fully fucking sided with Jokic because the Morris brothers are always walking around like tough guys and taking bad shots themselves. Um, So it was pretty funny because Jokic just looks like this nice, uh, you know, neighborly, um, the, dad bod guy, yeah. and he just fucking leveled him with all of his. The money. thing about like <laughs> the thing guy like Patrick Beverly, like he he was the guy who gave the cheap shot on Chris Paul last year yeah. in the playoffs. Like he could never complain if he gets a cheap shot again. Sure, because that's your game. If your game is a cheap shot guy, how can you get mad at somebody doing it to you? Well, especially when you did kind of a nasty shot just on that play. I mean, yeah. he. He fucking railed yeah. him right in the ribs while he was very vulnerable, jumping up in the air. Yeah. And uh, Jokic said, no, I am from war-torn Serbia, and I will fucking kill you. Yeah, I would never fuck with somebody from war-torn Serbia. No. Uh, Maybe if the country wasn't war-torn, I would, but if it's the, He checks two boxes of people I would not fuck with. Um, one, someone from Serbia. Two... Uh, someone with that kind of dad-looking bod playing in the NBA. Yeah. Yes. Who's yeah. extremely skilled for dad bod. No, I bet he could land a punch just with because he has precision vision. You know, he, like he he's would also just... what, like 6'11", 7 feet, 280? Oh, yeah. I mean, not like uh, the Morris brothers are small, but, you know, he's he's a giant. It would be great. If they should just let him square up. Well, that's the thing time. I don't get. If you're going to be known as a cheap shot guy, or you're going to do a lot of cheap shots, like you're, you're going to have to be prepared that what comes around goes around. Yeah, that like you that like eventually somebody's not going to like it and fight back. And, yeah, you know, Chris Paul's tiny, he's six feet. That's tiny for the NBA. I mean, that was super dirty. I thought he was gonna. I thought Patrick Beverly was going to be out for like twenty games for that. Right. I think he only got like four games. And I've seen some of the Morris dirty plays. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, that's your iota. Like everybody in the league knows that's what you do. It's like Bill yeah. Lambert back in the day. Oh, yeah. The one, the one refreshing thing about Bill Lambert is like he was doing it for the, his team and he knew he was going to take a beating. Oh, like yeah. He was he well aware. Did not bitch about it. You know, no, he was well aware that he had it coming, but he was doing it as strategy. Yeah. And he didn't give a fuck either. He would no. go right after Charles Barkley and, and, and Larry Bird. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he yeah. knew that, like, I, I am going to basically get the other team rattled by being an asshole. And I have no reason to complain if they beat the shit out of me. I mean, it does it, it does feel good when you got Rick Mahorn on your bench, uh, oh ready to come in and yeah. beat some ass. Yeah, the Pistons but, uh, had some big boys. They Rodman was a big guy. Yeah, they would fuck you up. They sure that was would. Totally fun. Okay, guys. One uh, sec. We, but speaking oh, of like NBA and fighting, uh, yes, did you guys yes. hear the NBA former NBA star Darren Williams is going to be in a boxing match 
uh, in the undercard for the J- the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight. Who's he? Who's yeah, he fighting? Frank Gore. Yeah, that is so weird. Frank. That's Gore's one of those freak fights I'd love to see. Frank I would Gore love to see that. Awesome. I w- I will watch Frank Gore fight anybody. How are you going to take that man down? He's been in the NFL for decades not only that it's like <laughs> yeah you gotta sweep the leg you know by far it's more impressive that what he's done in the nfl that what tom and i'm the biggest tom brady fan but running backs have an average of like five years like that's their average long career yeah especially these days years bad so to be a running back and play that long more power to you buddy yeah no you got my back he, i don't know well, the odds on that but i'll be rooting for frank gore uh, Darren Williams probably a lot bigger though it would seem and and younger. Yeah, I'm, re- yeah, I'm reading something that apparently Frank Gore has been training for years and he actually declined some NFL offers this year to focus on fighting. That's crazy. Yeah, rumor has it he would just he's, sit there and uh, punch a tree behind his house. He could oh, have been on the tight. It works. Long. It works. He had a mysterious Nebraskan trainer. No one yeah. knows about. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what time it is. I, Munabashan, I will be the goddess of the squared circle. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm bricked up. Dude. Luna. You got all those uh, pretty chicks running around wrestling, and then she just came in sounding like the exorcist. It was I, great. I, I'm bricked up right now. Oh, yeah, way, sure. You'll remember this boner. As soon as I saw the video of her first uh, like uh, introduction to wrestling when she played that nice reporter who gets hit in the head and then turns evil, <laughs> I thought that was one of the greatest wrestling ideas ever. Yeah, you could put that into a movie. That it was is so brilliant. Yeah, what'd you guys think of this one? This is fun. Was this bad, is, a, is great. I mean, it's that's how it is every week with you, Maddie. It's sad but great. Every one of these <laughs> is sad but great. Oh, I, I made me laugh. It was hysterical. She died on drugs and <laughs> never got. She never got her due for being a great wrestler. And Vince McMahon just wanted tits and ass, and she wanted to be a wrestler. They don't call it the bright side of the ring. He congratulated yeah. he congratulated Sable on her big fake titties instead of Luna, who is a real mat technician. It was it, a laugh. It was a, a chuckle fest. It sucks because like I, I watched this one and it really struck me as like she would thrive so well in today's know, like, wrestling she world. Would, She'd yeah. fucking kill it. Yeah, it, it's it's just a shame when you see it. Um, but, you know, hopefully she inspired some of those younger ones that are really doing it the right way nowadays. So that is the dark side of the ring, the many faces of Luna Vachon. Yep. Um, interesting story right from the get go. She so basically her indoctrination into wrestling came because when she was a small child, her father ran a little motel that Paul Vachon was staying in. And while Paul Vachon, uh, who's a famous wrestler in Canada, uh, was staying there, um, Luna's dad killed her, killed himself. And then Paul ended up marrying her mom. Hysterical. And, uh, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, wacky. It's like, where's uh, Dave Coulier showing up with this? But um 
So yeah, gets gets married right into, uh, or I mean, gets adopted right into a wrestling family. Um, her aunt was her big inspiration, Aunt Vivian, uh, who they called the queen of wrestling, Vivian Vachon. I think, I don't know if she wrestled under Vachon or not, but uh, so she had the wrestling bug. She trained under the fabulous Moolah, who we covered in an earlier episode. And along with that episode, we remember Moolah had been accused of pimping people out. And that was no different in the case of Luna Vachon where Luna claims to have been pipped out to a guy in Denver when she was just 16 under the guise of just taking some photos and things like that. But, you know, photos kind of code for uh, rape. So uh, Luna, like a waka Luna fought the guy off and got out of there, but still kind of gnarly, some gnarly business. Uh, She goes down to Florida, starts her career down there with Kevin Sullivan. Um, who is mostly known Well, he was a big booker uh, for a long time at WCW. He was married to Chris Benoit's wife. He was married to woman who yep. then later became uh, Chris Benoit's wife and what w- happened to be a weird angle they played into the show or he mm-hmm. wrote the angle and then basically it was fulfilled in real life. But also Kevin Sullivan always did this weird witchcraft voodoo satanic angle um, and he was doing that in Florida and so uh, Maddie described to me uh, how uh, Luna got into uh, when she came into there with Kevin Sullivan. What, did, what were you saying? Well, they had, she played this like lovely like reporter that wore like long dresses. It looked like she knit sweaters and stuff and like upstanding women. And she gave some wrestler an award like the wrestler of the year. And then Kevin Sullivan came out with his he was kind of doing like this Charles Manson where he had these women were like these satanic followers of his. And while they were fighting, he, he punches her in the face by accident, which would never go, go out today, but it's happened 40 years ago. Yeah. And because of that, it turns her into one of the disciples and they like shave her head on TV and give her a mohawk and paint, paint her face. And then she becomes evil. And she's always kept that character since then. And that was the beginning of it. And I, I found like the earliest footage on YouTube and I'm like, I got obsessed with it. I'm like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Just how they pulled this off, you know, right. very little technology, just like clippers and some, mm-hmm. some makeup. This was fantastic. Uh, that was also at a time during uh, what was referred to as the satanic panic when America was deeply afraid of Satanists running the metal, around heavy metal. Yeah, and heavy metal and Satanists running around the country uh, making sacrifices, and it all just ended up being a lot of bullshit. But uh, it was great that they fucking did this angle with it because it was genuinely scary to a lot of people because a lot of uh, you know God fearing people in Florida and at the time of the Satanic Panic in the eighties. So, okay, so she joins Kevin Sullivan's uh, brood and then gets involved with all the uh, sort of indulgences at the time. As they said, it was always snowing in Miami. So she's always, uh, you know, taking a lot of drugs and whatnot. But that just comes with the turf. So uh, it's part of the job. Yeah. And outside the ring, she was also 
known to sort of keep her, you know, sort of alternate before between her natural persona and her ring persona at the flip of a switch. A lot of people speculated she probably had some sort of chemical imbalance, like a bipolar disorder or something like that. Eventually she meets uh, Gangrel. Yeah. Who, who the guy who would become Gangrel. Uh, I've met da- him David many Heath. times. Like really? A lot. Where did you where do you hang out with Gangrel at? Well, I did Iron Sheik roast. So oh. I knew him from wrestling and and my best jokes were about about him. He seemed like a real solid dude. dude he in was this the thing. best. My joke um, is this because he was a vampire wrestler. I'm gonna toot my own horn. I go okay. I go, Gangrel, you are smart to be a, a vampire character because you only wrestled in dark matches. Big, All big right. response. Then I said Gangrel's so ugly, Pat Patterson wouldn't molest him. And then he, he whispers behind my back. He goes, how do you know he didn't? <laughs> and he was so cool because I'm like, I was intimidated by him. And he was like, I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry to do those jokes. He's like, dude, it was funny. He's like, I totally get it. Some of the other guys are a little more sensitive. Sure. Yeah. Well, but it's a roast. Guy, That's cool. guy. Well, he he was very cool in this documentary, very honest and open. And so eventually um, Gangrel and then she she had married Gangrel's wrestling partner who was just totally in love with her. And then but Gangrel would show up during the days when the guy was gone and, uh, you know, be one of her uh, misters and uh, eventually got in a fight with his uh, with his tag team buddy and then uh, won the fight. And uh, end up marrying Luna, and instead of wedding rings, they got married after a, he had a cage match one night. So instead of wedding rings, they both got vampire bite tattoos. Nice. Uh, nice. That is really living the gimmick, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like if you saw the picture of their wedding, he was wearing the fangs and everything. So you know, you do it. If, um, if Jim ever gets married, he's gonna get XFL matching tattoos. Right. Yes. They'll get to. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon tattoos or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, of course, and then it hits the typical trajectory of a, a spiraling. Um, she, Although then she joins the WWE. But while she's just a great in, in-ring worker, they only kind of use her as a valet and a manager. She starts to spiral, spiral with pills and booze, gets fired from WWE, Goes to ECW and she's wrestling. She's wrestling dudes. She became the first intergender uh, champion. They were. She was just beloved by the fans. So of course, when you're uh, when you're good in the independence, then the bigs want a piece of you. And the WWE came calling back, and they let her wrestle this time. But then, but this type of WWE wrestling was just all about the sexuality. So. They were trying to put people up that uh, push people like Sable, who was basically just a model and a valet. And so Luna had to sort of swallow her pride and put Sable over, which must just be humiliating because, you you know, as she said in there, she paid so many dues. She sacrificed so much to, to be where she was. And then, she was just basically having to put over uh, Barbie dolls in the ring. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember her. I remember her first time in the WWF. And, you know, it was it was cool. But, like, you know, you never know the backstories, you know? 
Yeah. You never know like what they're going through. You never know that she wasn't able to be the champion, what she deserved. Yep. Absolutely deserved. Uh, and it's sad and it's, you know, it was like somebody who really, really loved the purity of wrestling. And yeah, nowadays the women's division is so much better and so much well done. It's, she just is like, she came at the wrong time. You know, she was 25 years ahead of her time. Yeah. So after she, uh, you know, gets, you know, bitches about all that. And that was like, that was one of the saddest parts of the thing is, is she put over Sable and she made it, she made Sable look really good, which is hard to do with an inexperienced wrestler. She goes to the back. Vince McMahon is back there with flowers. They got basically a party waiting uh, cause they, she thought they were going to congratulate her on doing such a great job of putting Sable yep. over and, and swallowing her pride. And they just basically looked right past her and gave all the accolades to Sable, like Sable fucking did something. So I'm going to play uh, devil's advocate for one minute on that. Okay. I'm just going to say this. Like if you watch videos of the ultimate warrior wrestle, great wrestlers like Mr. Perfect and uh, Rick rude, put him over all the time in two, three minutes. And those guys were technically incredible wrestlers. And sometimes as the main heel, your job is to job for the Hulk Hogan's the ultimate warriors. You know, men were doing the same thing at that time as well. Now Sable actually had no talent. I will say that, you know, she was not really a wrestler. They saw her as like, let's have a Pam Anderson type, because Pam Anderson was the hottest girl at the time. Sure. So, like, she kind of looks like Pam Anderson. Let's have something like that here. But, like, as the main bad guy heel, your job 90% of the time is the people want to see the good guy win, and your job is to put them over. It's just a shitty part of the business. Yeah, I guess that's understandable, but maybe if there was... uh if that, I mean, if, if that was probably, yeah. I don't quite remember the women's wrestling at that time. And that also tells me that it, well, I do, you know, there if there was one match, there was only one match ever. So it was like, right. You had so one it, woman, the champ, and then Luna was the bad girl. Yep. Right. That was that. So if there were other ways to, you know, show off your stuff, yeah. Then maybe it's a different story and maybe something similar to what the men do. But since this was it, um, it just kind of probably stings a little more. That's all I'm saying. It, so. it totally does. It's totally not fair. But at the same time, like I got into Ultimate Warrior Wormhole and I'm watching these matches like him versus Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect. And they're jobbing for him in three minutes. And I've seen those guys like have incredible technical matches. Well, they're like laying down for this turd. Right. You know, and it's yeah. Well, if if Luna had the opportunity to do these great matches with others and that it was true, it was promoted well and everything, yeah. then then it's you know, whatever. Then it's part of the business, but this was like just the one thing, you know. No, so. I, I I know, and that's why Vince was very short sighted because Vince always saw wrestling as entertainment. And unfortunately, at that time, he saw women's division as tits and ass, and that's on Vince. And and this this show makes Vince look really bad. Yeah, because well, he didn't appreciate her greatness, and she was great. Sure, absolutely. Um, 
So then she, uh, Gangrel reported that uh, after she got released again, he comes home and finds out that Luna had written fuck you Vince in cocaine. And then she just snorted it all up, which is just an awesome fucking move. That is awesome. Uh, That's that's a pro move. Garage certified. That's what we call in the biz a pro gamer move. And and Nebraska, a lot of people have fuck you Scott. Actually, they don't. It's fucking wild. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I read the reviews on on Scott, and they're very generous to him. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. Um, so she quit the business and then uh, died of an overdose, and that was it. Sadly, her son she, was very odd. Her son was very odd. Her son. I like this guy because he had a real shitty childhood and was just yeah. sort of like still love my mom. You know, she had a hard time. Uh, some people should have been cooler to her. Yeah, uh, you know, I think he's about as optimistic and cool as you could be for having yeah. to live uh, through something like that. You know, she basically had to put her family way on the back burner, only seeing her kids a couple times a year because she was so busy grinding I, as a wrestler. I do like the story. He said she visited when he was in like second grade in class and she showed up in her mohawk with like a snake around oh. her neck. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> that was How, that, would, that would be awesome. That's something yeah. like it sounds like embarrassing when you're in second grade and then you get older and you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I would brag about that. Like, yo, my mom was like the baddest wrestler in the business, like a heel woman. And my whole school was scared because she showed up with a snake. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I liked uh, I like Gangrel in this because they end up getting a divorce after she uh quit the business yeah. and then he moved away. But it was like one of those volatile. He loved her. He yeah, loved her. He it was loved like her. it's yeah. such a, a story, you know, because they had this volatile relationship and he knew yeah. they just he loved her to death, but he knew they just couldn't be together. So well, he, he also her. knew she was you know on a path of destruction. Yeah, yeah. And and he was gonna go with her too. He was indulging. Yeah. I mean, he said they would a typical night would be two eight balls and ten tabs of ecstasy. That's a lot of drugging, you know, if you especially if you're doing that on a consistent basis. So uh luckily they're not doing it nowadays because fentanyl no. would probably be in the fucking drugs. So yeah, you know. But that's that. Uh, anything to add, guys? We're on our way out here. That was a great episode. Season three is over, and uh, it was. I was so thank you, Dan, if you're listening. You was on our guest last week, and I'm sure we'll get another season. And uh, I can't wait for more. It was. It's. They're awesome episodes. So it's I, so, I record every Thursday. It's so nice to like see these stories like the behind the scenes of these people's lives who you just like we only know them as characters and you only see such a brief glimpse and then just seeing like it's wild to me how common a lot of the ends of these stories all are yeah it's wild absolutely and they all lead back to vincent mcmahon i mean he's he's wrestling at that point yeah yeah (laughs) i mean Um, we we you know, you know, like as a wrestling fan and you grow up like when you're 11 years old and 10, they're like, you know, superheroes to you. And then when you're in high school, me and my buddies would now watch and like laugh at it. We still loved it, but we would like, oh, my God, look how fake that looked. Look how bad the acting is. You go through that phase, but you really don't know, like, how hard the politics are behind the scenes, how hard it is to keep your spot up. 
how competitive it is, how tough the business actually is, and how hard these guys work to get where they need to get. And it it respects wrestling big time. Yes, these are like tragic stories that are could be like, you know, just like drama, whatever, but they're real people that really went through a lot of hard shit and really loved the business and really, I don't know. I don't know what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> you think I think well, I know what I'm saying, but I don't. we understand you. We speak yeah. Maddie. No, uh, by the way, I forgot to give shit to Maddie about his fucking weird what shaving job on his face oh yeah uh which was like i thought he was in a hurry before the show but he's just been wearing it all day how did that's from last night so maddie basically has patches all over his face uh like some guy that can't grow facial hair it's amazing yeah uh tell us a quick story about this well i get like i hate using a real razor because i have like fears i'm gonna cut myself Uh, bleed so yeah. I always get electric razors. And then what yeah. happens is the blades get dull or they're just, they only last about eight months. Okay. And then uh, you got to get a new one. And uh, unfortunately, like I did a shitty job shaving last night. And then um, I just uh, was like, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow morning. And then I, I was busy today. And then I was like, but I looked at myself and I was like, it was dark. I'm like, I look fine. And then I just looked at myself close up in the Zoom. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I did a really shitty job. Yeah, I think your family is going to like put you in a special home or something. Well, luckily, only a... my little sister, and my brother-in-law, and they did not mention it. But which probably <laughs> means this must be a recurring <laughs> that's thing. Just expected beha- that's just normal <laughs> yeah. behavior. That's just Maddie. That's just okay. Maddie. Yeah, so that's um, great. I, yeah, sorry, I look like crap. I know it, but well, I feel just like do... brought, I brought my A game for the podcast. It's oh, just... you always bring your A game, and then it's a good thing my... podcasts aren't a bring visual your medium. face game. Yeah, that's yeah, true. my face, like, it, it, yeah, it's a bad job. We have really faces for radio here, so. and now I'm walking uh, into the pisser because I got pissed. So all right, closing <laughs> out. All right, we'll 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 brainstorm and try to figure out uh, something fun to uh, comment on in, in lieu of uh, the end of Dark Side of the Ring for the time being. Um, everybody, all right, we're out of here. Jim's got to go, so uh, have a good one. Also, breaking news: uh, USC Cal is is off. They're not playing yeah, this week. COVID. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, COVID. Wow, I thought uh, I didn't know that could happen again, but yep. uh, well, here we are. Okay. Probably for the best for USC, that's for sure. All right, Michigan's like, okay, we we get we see our out again here, for, uh, <laughs> Ohio State. So, all right, you heard it here first. Don't tune into the USC Cal game this week. It's not happening. All and right, that's... bet on it. They're not taking refunds at the at the sports books. All right, that is dead money. You lost it. You're going to have to explain this one to your family. Exactly. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week with another edition of the Sports Hall. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.